some of the reasons people resist change are as follows. Found this on a LinkedIn article. We are afraid of the unknown. Change takes considerable time and effort. We're impatient. Uh, Self-control and routine. Mundaneness are tiring. We get tired of it after time. We worry about what other people think. We're afraid of failure. We lack purpose. We lack motivation. We're going it alone. We fear embarrassment. All these are reasons why people fail to adjust. People fail to change. But the reality is if we don't change, if we don't adjust, we end up dying. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches, arguably, not arguably, I'd say not arguably, one of the greatest coaches in the NFL, but he's out of a job and might be out of a job for a while, maybe forever. And what this article talks about is his unwillingness to change. Uh, This is episode 224 of the Conversation Leadership Podcast. I'll see you in a few seconds. Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Today, we're going to talk about something uh, that is it's really important for us as leaders to understand is you know, whether you're a nonprofit leader, you're for-profit, whatever it is, it's this idea of change and how important it is, especially as we're still kind of new into the new year. Although I'll tell you this, it, it is, I can't believe we're almost into February. This Thursday of this week, we're going to be in February, the second month of 2024, and it feels like we just were in Christmas. As a matter of fact, if I'm honest with you, my Christmas tree is still up. I've got to get it down. Okay, that's how busy this this first month has been. I haven't had time to take the Christmas tree down, so that's something that I got to do. But we're almost into February here, but we're still kind of at the beginning of the year, so this is probably a good thing for us to talk about. But how this comes about, it's an article here that I found. Um, that really is pointing the fingers kind of at Bill Belichick, the former, now former head coach of the New England Patriots. And uh, obviously, you know about Bill Belichick. He had an astounding matter of fact, I'm just going to look him up real quick and see if we can pull up. He's 71 years of age. Okay, Uh, let's see what we can read. Let's just go to let's just go to Wikipedia and see. He's an American football coach, as we know. He's widely regarded as one of the greatest head coaches of all time. Okay, Uh, holds numerous coaching records, including the record of the most Super Bowl wins as a head coach, uh, all with the New England Patriots, who he just kind of split ways with, uh, along with two more during his time as the defensive coordinator of the New York Giants for the record, eight combined total Super Bowl victories as coach and coordinator. 
He's a renowned American football historian and often referred to as a student of the game with neat, with deep knowledge of the intricacies of each player position. Under his tenure with the Patriots, he was a, he was a central figure as the head coach and de facto general manager under the franchise's dynasty from 2001 to 2019. Obviously, a big part of his success would be Tom Brady. Uh, I'm not a sports guy, so this is not a sports cat, uh, uh, sports podcast, so I need to make sure that um, I, I'm not diving too deep into this. Uh, I kind of get excited about football right about Super Bowl time uh, as you're looking at the NFC and AFC championships. You know, maybe around that time I get excited too, especially if they're they're good players. I was a huge fan of Tom Brady because of his personality, his story, who he was, his work ethic. Uh, I don't necessarily have somebody like that right now, so I'm not been following football as closely as I should have. But Bill Belichick, for sure, for many of us, was a coach that we followed for a long time. Well, now what has happened is that he mutually—that's the—that's that's the public word, at least—he mutually parted ways with the New England Patriots, and there are people who would disagree with that. People say that he probably was asked to leave because his last two to three seasons weren't great. This last season was horrible. Um, I, I don't know if I can come down here and actually see his uh, see his seasons, his win-loss. His 2023, yeah, four wins and 13 losses. That was his, uh, <clears throat> that was his last season. And uh, I think the last winning season he had was in 2021. Um, and before that, it was 2019, which I believe 2019, Tom Brady was still a part of the team uh, in 2019. I think he left and went on and w ran, uh, uh, won the Super Bowl in 2020 with the with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Anyway, the, the point I'm trying to make is he he parted ways with the Patriots. The belief was that some team out there was going to snatch this guy up real quick because he's Bill Belichick. He's he's the winningest. Uh, well, he's not the winningest coach of all time. Uh, I I don't think he is. Let's go back up to the top again. Um, one of the greatest head coaches, most Super Bowl wins. Okay, the most Super Bowl wins. Uh, I'm going to look something up real quick. Winning. It's not really a word. head coaches NFL. I just want to see what that is. The list of football coaches who the biggest Okay, so he's number 3 on that list. He's number 3 on the co on the list and the other two coaches are Don Shula uh and George Halas, okay? George Halas uh who passed away in 1983 actually and Don Shula who passed away in 2020. So Bill Belichick is the only living coach, or he's the uh, he's he's the winningest coach of all time that's still living. He falls right under Don Shula and George Halas. So, so again, and he's right above Andy Reid. So again, this is an incredible human being, right? So people thought he'd be snatched up quickly. He has not been. And this article talks about potentially it's because he didn't change. He didn't adjust um the way he needed to so let me just read through this article a little bit it's from a it's from a website called defector the article's by diana moskowitz here's what she has to say contain your shock at the revelation that julian edelman has a tiktok account 
course, this man has a TikTok account, but for once, the medium is not the message. What matters is that in one recent video, the former New England uh, Patriots receiver ranked teams he hated facing in the playoff and three uh, and three time Super Bowl champion put the Pittsburgh Steelers at three out of five, saying with a few dashes of do you know who I am swag? You, you know, with Pittsburgh, they do what they do. They're going to put someone, a linebacker on me. They do what they do is, depending on your perspective, a manifestation of well-earned confidence or embarrassing hubris. Though the reality usually sits somewhere in between. The Steelers did put linebackers on Edelman, and Edelman torched uh, seemingly whoever got the assignment. Though the Steelers, an organization that claims every season is Super Bowl or bust, never got past the, di uh, the dynastic era of the Patriots, which included Edelman, and haven't been back to the big game since, 2000, since the 2010 season. They saw the reality in front of them, and they did not adjust. That's the key. Okay, They did not adjust. So what they're saying is the, the you know Pittsburgh, I think it's the Steelers, faced up against the Patriots. They got their rear end smacked. Okay, and they weren't able to adjust, so they've never been back to the gig, you know, to the big game, the Super Bowl game in um, 14 years. Super Bowl, by the way, this year being held in Las Vegas. Usher doing the halftime show. I just read somewhere that it's the most expensive Super Bowl in history. A lot of it has to do with it's because it's in Las Vegas. So you talk about a party week ahead. Oof. Back to the article. Adjusting in theory is among the most obvious parts of sports strategy. An offensive coordinator figures out something new. They score a bunch of points. Everyone else copies it. Defensive coordinators rack their brains to figure out a counter. One cracks the code. Everyone else copies it. Points plummet. Pundits pontificate. What happened to the offense? Then an offensive coordinator figures out something new. Wash, rinse, repeat. But if anything could insulate a human being from change, it would be six Super Bowl rings, right? The ones flashed by Belichick, formerly of said New England Patriots, and now just another coach out on the market, seemingly without a home. After he, well, agreed not to come back as Patriots head coach following seasons that ranged from lackluster to abysmal, Belichick had two interviews with the Atlanta Falcons, the one job that seemed like the best fit, but owner Arthur Blank decided to go with Raheem Morris. Of the other head coaching gigs beyond Atlanta that would have been filled, Belichick reportedly wasn't interviewed at all. Two open head coach gigs are left, Washington and Seattle. And Jonathan Jones at CBS Sports reports that neither team seems interested in Belichick. Jones started out his report expressing a good amount of incredulity in incred huh. Incred incredulity. I don't think that I, I, I don't think I'm saying that word right. I don't, I've never said that word before. A good amount incredulity. I'm just going to go with that at the lack of interest in Belichick, who is 16 wins away from catching George Halas uh, on the all time regular season wins list and 26 away from matching Don Shula for most ever. So, again, he's right there to catch up to be the winningest coach of all time. Before he gets to the heart to the heart of the matter, and here's what Jonathan Joe says: If you hire him, speaking to speaking about Bill Belichick, 
And he's saying that this is what one anonymous executive told him, that if you hire Belichick, we all know he's going to run things his way. And a source, quote unquote, close to Belichick, Jones added, told him what we all know is that he's going to be picky and he's going to want control. In other words, Jones says he won't take just any job to chase the few legends standing in his way. The prototype the team wants right now are disciples of San Francisco 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan. And by the way, and, and in a way of his father, the legendary coach Mike Shanahan. They are all the rage right now because Shanahan keeps guys winning. Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel, who revived the moribund Miami Dolphins franchise, Shanahan guy. Okay, Houston, Texas head coach D'Amico Ryans who coached rookie C.J. Stroud into looking like a seasoned vet as Stroud took his team to a playoff and a, to a playoff berth and a playoff win, Shanahan guy. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, whose team flourished with new quarterback Jordan Love while Aaron Rodgers sat on the couch and spewed conspiracy theories, worked side-by-side -side with Shanahan for years. Raheem Morris? He worked a bit with Shanahan, too. Even the Pittsburgh Steelers, that they do what they do, Steelers, that, that that group of Steelers said they're looking to bring in a new offensive coordinator from the outside of the organization. If so, it'll be just the second offensive coordinator brought in outside of the organization in Coach Mike Tomlin's 17-season tenure. It sure feels like it'll be a Shanahan guy. And Belichick, well, he's not a Shanahan guy, and there's no way he's bringing in a Shanahan guy. He's bringing in uh, Matt Patricia. He's also bringing a method of roster construction that has been severely lacking over the past few seasons. Notably, the recent retired Nick Saban, who won six national titles at Alabama, was constantly adapting to trends and thus became the rare coach to leave the job on his own accord. So again, that's Nick Saban. And maybe we'll talk about that in, in our next podcast. I'm going to open that link right there. How he continued to adapt that's the key right here. That's what we're talking about right here. Are you adapting to the new trends? The, the Shanahan offense will fall out of flavor, favor, excuse me, favor eventually, because all offenses do. It's part of the back and forth, the tick-tock of the eternal pendulum in sports and life. Teams rise and teams fall. Dynasties come and dynasties go. Players retire. Coaches do too. It's all change. Ce celebrities arrive and then fade away. Story publications die off or become all AI clickbait farms. I think they're talking about Sports Illustrated right there. Entire empires fall. Change is the only constant, and all sports does is remind us of that with lower stakes. People want to change because change is hard. People rarely want to change, excuse me, because change is hard, uncomfortable, and time-consuming. Except the alternative is putting a linebacker on one of the greatest playoff receivers of the 2010s, which did not go well for the Steelers. Chains comes for all of us. Nothing can shield you. All anyone controls is how they react to it. So far, Belichick, owner of six Super Bowl rings, actually eight, six as head coach, clearly one of the greatest of all time, as sure as a sure, as sure a Hall of Famer as anyone has been just another guy who has failed to 
adjust. Wow. So there's a lot there to be said about uh, Bill Belichick, but really it's about this idea of adjusting, this idea of changing. And it's not something, according to what other people would say, he he doesn't really want to adjust right now. He wants to do things his way. And so I really appreciate the title of the article. At some point, you either adjust slash change or fade away. But I would go deeper, and that's what we're titling this podcast, Adjust or Die. In one of the classes I'm teaching right now, we're talking about, or next week, we're actually going to talk about this idea of creative destruction, creative destruction and how important it is to understand this in the world of business, in positions of leadership, that we've got to be, we've got to understand the world, as this article says, the world is constantly changing. Change is the, change is, change is the only constant. And so businesses that survive, and it sounds like this is what Nick Saban and leaders who survived long-term, organizations that survive long-term are ones who stay ahead of the fray, who stay ahead of the changes, and they create destruction is what that means. And so they're the ones who are innovating consistently. They are the teams in the NFL that, that are trying to find something new that the defensive coordinators will have to chase down. But Bill Belichick, and I've heard many people talk about this before, say that he's he's just from a different era. And it worked for Tom Brady. It worked during their dynasty, 2000, uh, what, 2001 to 2019, 18 years that they ran at six Super Bowl championships as head coach. Tom Brady is your as your quarterback for all those years. It worked for them then. But what they're saying is that Bill Belichick's way, and I've heard multiple people say this on different interviews, his way of leading today is not going to work. And so if he doesn't want to adjust, he's going to be without of a job. And so I think the lesson is clear for every single one of us. We can look at Bill, Bel you know, at Bill Belichick and judge him, although we shouldn't. Okay, Third winningest coach, third winningest NFL coach of all time. Just a few short wins away if he gets another job, few, a few short wins away from at least going number two, maybe up to number one, depends on how much longer he stays in the uh, in the in the NFL. But it looks like he may not be staying in the NFL very long. Why? Because of his failure to adjust. Change or die, everybody. I think that's the lesson. So as we enter into as, as we're already in, you know, we're already into 2024. What are those things for you that you need to change? or And if you don't change those things that have the potential to kind of take you out. I want you to think about that. Think from a, a lens of creative destruction, personally and professionally. What are those things that need to change with you or you're, you're going to fade away? And I don't want to see that for any of us. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I'll see you in the next episode of the Conversation Leadership Podcast. Have a great week. Take care. Take care.